Years ago, I used to be just Aunt Stacy. I had no kids and I wasn't married anymore. And I had a little niece and nephew and I completely spoiled them both. I mean, every birthday, holiday, I don't think I ever went to see them. They lived about 45 minutes away. I don't think I ever went to see them without a gift. So when they knew Aunt Stacy was going to be there, they would come running. No matter what the occasion was, there was something from Aunt Stacy. So I vividly remember one Christmas, I was very excited because one of my sisters, each of them had a child uh, and made my parents proud. I was the outcast of the family. (laughs) But um, one of my sisters said that my niece, Abby, I had one girl, one boy. My niece, Abby, wanted this doll. And it was one of those uh, Middleton dolls, I think. I can't even remember now. But they were kind of pricey. And Aunt Stacy was going to buy this doll. It was a Lee Middleton doll. That's the name of it. And it was a lookalike doll. And it looked, it was one of those which I always found a tiny bit creepy. The dolls that looked exactly like a baby that my sisters used to joke, I would sit and rock one day when I got old and never had children. So um, I got this Lee Middleton doll for my niece, and I got all the stuff that goes with it, and we were very excited. And wrapping or unwrapping presents on Christmas Eve, each of the kids would take a turn. And they had a ridiculous, stupid amount of stuff from our family. This was Christmas Eve. This wasn't even Santa Christmas morning. A ridiculous pile of gifts behind each one of them. Actually, I think we sent them to the side, but they would take turns. So my sister wanted to wait till the end to give this Lee Middleton doll. It was the headliner gift. Uh, So we thought. As these kids were opening their gifts, at this time they were four and five years old. So they knew the drill. They knew everybody was getting them everything. And more than anything you know, that they even even can't come up with. So what they would do is at this point and this age, they'd gotten so much through the years, they would open the gift, tear it open as quickly as they could, take one look at it and throw it over the back of their head. And it would just land wherever. And then they'd open the next gift. Mm-mm-mm. And it was just over and over and over no excitement really generated once the gift was opened. There was more excitement, you know, what's in it? And then it's like, oh, whatever, got tossed over the back of the head. Well, I'm, we're all thinking, okay, this one's going to save the evening, right? The Lee Middleton doll that was so expensive and wonderful. She's four. So she tears open the box and takes a look at it and gives me this, you know, hairy eyeball over the box. Like, what is this? <laughs> And so my sister's like, look, it's Lee Middleton doll. You saw that, you know, blah, blah, blah. (sighs) She opens it. We get it out of the box. We're showing it to her. And she takes it. She looks at me, throws it over the back of her head. It hits the wall behind her and falls to the ground. (laughs) And she says, Aunt Stacy, I am not a doll baby kind of girl. Oh. And crushed. That... Yes, was the year we thought maybe the kids were getting a little too spoiled at Christmas. Mommy! It's the mom cast. Really, Mom? Mommy! Mom! You are listening. Mom cast! The mom cast. That would do it. <laughs> that would do it. <laughs> well, I am excited, and, and I this, I think, is a different way to do our mom cast. You know, I usually try to find... 
people that are a little bit different. Not that our personalities aren't different. But we have three moms, including myself, that are moms of only children. So I think that's kind of unique for us. Um, back with us, we have Christy Kemper. Hello. QFM 96, <laughs> middays, on in the mornings, and also we call her our rock and roll mom. <laughs> Welcome back. The unconventional mother. <laughs> My daughter's not pregnant, not in jail, so I've done yes. okay. Very Yay. nice, Christy. So far, so good. Yes, you get a gold star. Neither is mine. Okay, good. <laughs> but she's only 12. Okay, honey, there's still time. <laughs> Do not tell Michelle Hurley that because Michelle Hurley, marketing director for all the stations in our cluster, we work for Columbus Radio Group, she takes care of all of that. And uh, Michelle Hurley, I this is her first appearance on MomCast. Yes, it is. Technically. Mm-hmm. Um, she would be far and away our helicopter or hover mom. Oh, it's you know not, probably yeah. not a good thing. I'll give yeah. you a round of applause for that. <laughs> no, you know why? It takes a lot of work. As one who would bow to you but is close, <laughs> it takes a lot of work. I was going to say. It takes a lot of work. Apart. Yes. And of course, our producer, Greg, is in the mix as well. Um, we are talking. I don't know if you saw the comments. This has been a little while, but I saved them so that we would be able to talk to them, uh, to a, this topic Mila Kunis mm-hmm. with Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. They've got a couple of children. And she mentioned that they were not, not giving their kids presents for Christmas. At all. None. And I, I believe she said they might get one or something, but they weren't doing the whole big Christmas thing. And, you know, that gets attention, first of all. You know, like, oh, well, you know, what does that mean? They're big celebrities. They have all the money they need. Well, she said, I mean, she was honest. Her kids get a lot of stuff. They're mm-hmm. wealthy. Mm-hmm. They live with very wealthy parents. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a life of priv- privilege to an extent. And she basically said, we're not going to raise jerks, which I, I thought was good. That's, that, that speaks volumes. Yeah. We're not going to raise jerks. And, you know, they get a lot. So I also, though, I mean, come on, that also means they're getting a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I think part of that is if you're the child of Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis, I assume, you know, you're not looking forward to Christmas waiting for that gift you wanted for a long time. You're probably not waiting on a gift you wanted for a long time because you're probably getting things. Ashton and Mila are not saying you're going to have to wait till Christmas to give that gift. Right. If you want it, they're going to get it. Most of us would have to say if there's something either pricey or really, really cool that our kids want, most likely they're going to have to wait. Because, you know, we can get that either at their birthday or Christmas. So um, while I applaud that, I do applaud that I was thinking about that. I mean, there's it's it's great to say that. Are either of you have you ever said no gifts or we don't do that or. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I can't can't recall that I ever have. uh, Yeah, I kind of wish that I would have. But, yeah, have never done that. Well, that's what I said. I wish I would have started long ago when Grace was two or three, just getting a few things so that she would be much more appreciative of anything versus looking for the quantity versus quality. And But my first reaction to the Mila Kunis comment was, it's not the kid's fault. It's right. the parent's it's fault. It's the parent's fault. That have gotten them everything that they've wanted over the course of the year. Why would you take Christmas away? It's the magic of Christmas. It's Santa coming to the house. It's all of those traditions wrapped up in a holiday it's not the kid's fault. 
And so Christmas why take through, it away? Through a child's eyes? Are you kidding? That's what we all relish. Right. And you're right to start. If 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 it's something that I would have done very very early, mm-hmm. okay, as as opposed to waiting to when she was 15 years old and saying, "Guess what? You're not getting any presents." It might have made a bigger difference. Right. Uh, but yeah, my kid got everything. She well, was the first grandchild on both sides of the family. Oh wow, that's yeah, yeah, that's a big deal too. And she got everything. And that's a good point because sometimes we may not go overboard. But as I mentioned earlier, my in-laws, my ex-in-laws, all, all the family members do. Oh, you know, especially when baby is new and they did bring that up. Mila Kunis said, you know, look at all the family members we have. They'll do it. They'll spoil. And then you can't. Can you say to your parents or the grandparents, do not give my child a gift or so much or uh, do something different? We had to. We had to make that call. We had to say that to uh, my in-laws, probably when Sam was maybe eight years old, because it, it. we almost had to take two cars to lug everything. Seriously, I'm not exaggerating. Oh, no, I'm sure you're not. To the point where I'm like, do you understand? You've given us nothing to give to her, and she expects it, and kind of the same reaction. Okay, here's this. Okay, here's this, and tossing the boxes out, and we had to put a stop to it. And it hurt their feelings, but they understood where we were coming from. It still didn't end. It went on for like another three years. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we still, we put the word out. It, when we had a conversation with my parents, and it's actually their idea, because this was happening with our kids, and um, my dad was actually getting frustrated because he was trying to buy our kids like a bunch of you know presents and toys and spoil them. I go, he's already got that. He's already got that. He doesn't need that. We're getting him that. Santa's bringing that. And he was getting pissed. My dad was getting frustrated because <laughs> he was wanting to... So uh, my parents actually kind of instituted this new rule over the past year for birthdays and not so much Christmas, but a little bit of Christmas where they're going to do like a uh, activity together. Like, for example, they brought uh, Davis to visit him for over the did a long weekend and they went and saw a play and they went to the Children's Museum. So they're going to do like that's a really good idea. And those are it's and it's going to be cool because they're going to have these memories and they don't need more Legos. They don't need more crap. So I think it's a cool thing for my kids, and it's a good idea for my parents to kind of have this one-on-one time, and it, it makes it a little, a little more special, it, which is funny because me, on the other hand, I hear you talk about you wish you would have trained your daughter. <laughs> yeah, started young early. to Start not young. expect so much. Right? My, my kids are five and two, and I hear what you're saying. <laughs> However, it's fun for me to spoil them. This is going to be the first year where we really have like a fun cool Christmas at home. We got this new house with the fireplace. Oh, and they're a great age, and too. I love it. I'm like going overboard on buying the presents, and and it's almost more for me than it is for the kids. So mm-hmm. I, I'm going to have to actually, it's almost on me to rein it in. Yeah. Uh, just because you're right, 10 years down the road, I don't want to set this expectation where they're going to be grouchy, spoiled little brats. I only got 25 <laughs> gifts to unwrap? What is this? Yeah. What is wrong with you? We'll start calling you Ashton. Yeah. <laughs> Ashton and Mila. Well, that brings up an interesting point. Um, I just read an article, and I believe the stat was 89%, and it was specifically geared toward moms. Um, But 89% say, despite what they put out there, what they say would be the best course of action, yeah, we're spoiling our kids. There's no doubt. Mm -hmm. I mean, do you agree with that? Yeah. Absolutely. And I think, to Greg's point, it was fun through the years where... Um, Santa brought the big gift, you know, so every year when there's 
the doll baby. Maybe not a Lee Middleton at four. <laughs> but when Santa brought the doll baby and then Santa brings the bike and then Santa brings the iPod and then it's when always that Red Rider BB gun right, yeah. that's right. hidden behind yep. the chair in the big bow. You've opened all the gifts and, and the kid kind of expects mm-hmm. that, okay, I asked for one big gift this year. Where is it? When's mm-hmm. it going to come out? Okay. Right. But then you're faced with when they're 12 and 13 and 14, and then they realize that the one big gift they want, Santa can afford the one big gift and, and there's it. not going to be a whole lot else. That's a rude awakening mm-hmm. in some households. And I and that's true with us, too. Um, but again, I it's fun to do that leading up to the point where it gets a little out of control. And then what do you do? And honestly, Uh, my daughter has a hard time coming up with what she wants to put on her list. You know, I was just going to say the same thing. My daughter, here's what she said that she wanted. And this was not necessarily for me, but I told her, think about what you want to get. I already knew probably the big gift Santa was going to get her. And Santa, even though she knows, is probably going to surprise her. But it's obviously coming from us now. Mm -hmm. Um, But she said (laughs) she wanted a Rubik's Cube. She wanted connect the dot books like two or three connect the dot books isn't that odd that was on mine and a little trend that i'm not aware of it's an extreme dot dot book where there's hundreds and thousands of dots to make a pretty interesting uh, very elaborate if you if you had a glass of wine and looked at it you wouldn't know what the heck you were looking at (laughs) i mean it's ridiculous they're like what in the yeah well god knows what my picture would end up being (laughs) fly me with some wine and connect the dots well But point being, those are like two to three bucks a piece. So she wanted a couple of those, the Rubik's Cube, and she wanted a little book. It's called Wreck This Journal. Uh, journal, thank mm-hmm. you. Those were the three. That's it. That's all that was on her wish list. And I thought about that. And it's like, well, because she's an only child and because I, despite what I say, kind of do spoiler. <laughs> and because... Here's what I do. I don't know if you do this. I sit in car line and pick up my daughter, by the way. That in no way is even spoiling her. Um, <laughs> but we she can't possibly judge. she can't possibly ride a bus, please. <laughs> <laughs> not no, not my daughter. No, I just I'm I'm a hover mom in that regard. It's like I, I've got to go get her, you know. So uh, my let husband me, let me say my daughter rides the bus. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Uh-huh. So as I sit in car line waiting for her, I watch the kids coming out. Now, granted, she goes to a school where they wear uniforms. So I don't know what I'm looking at. But when the kids come out, like on days where they're allowed to wear, like every every once in a while they get a Friday where they can wear whatever. And I see all the kids coming out and I watch the girls and they're wearing all the latest clothes from Justice. Mm-hmm. And they're all decked out in certain things. And then my kid comes out, and I've always been, she was an eBay kid when she was growing up. I bought her clothes used on eBay, and if I'm going to be honest, sometimes I still do. Nothing Um, wrong with that. So she may have just as clothes, but sometimes they're like from the previous year. (gasps) God forbid. But it's me. It's, I'm the one sitting there looking at that and going, well, I wonder if I better get her this, or, you know, what will people think if, and no one's thinking that. I'm like... You're being, the one that's putting that I'm perception the one, out there. And she doesn't say a word. So then I think, okay, well, if she's not saying a word, why am I worried about it? My kid has never come home and said, Mom, everybody had, you know, this. She's never 
once said that. So why am I concerned about it? And I think there are probably more moms that are like me that maybe don't want to admit it, where that whole spoiling comes in. Because we worry that our kid isn't, like, people are looking at her going, well, they don't give her this or they don't give her that. Is that a reflection how you grew up? Oh, I grew up with nothing. Okay. I grew up, we grew up with nothing. I mean, my dad was a minister. I shouldn't say nothing. We were always taken care of. But, I mean, people... People brought us clothes. I mean, there there would be girls. They would bring us their hand-me-downs because we just didn't have a lot. So, no, I didn't grow up like that, and I don't have the focus. Look at me. I don't <sighs> have the focus on that. But when it comes to your kids sometimes, I think parents worry more about it than, than the kids, the kids do. do. Mm-hmm. So it's back to being the parent's fault. And fortunately, I don't, I don't act on that, but I feel guilt over it. Until I realize it doesn't matter to her. Well, and I tried to hold out because I always told Grace that the phone would come when she was a teenager and she went into middle school where she would have after school activities or were, where she was at a lot of places where I would need or want to be able to get a hold of her. And it came down to now she's in sixth grade and she's one of a handful or less of her friends that don't have a phone. So I felt like I was doing the right thing and I had held out and she wasn't getting spoiled with the phone because I even see her friends at the bus stop with their phones. And it's the first thing they pull out when they leave the house. And I don't want her always looking down at that and being obsessed with it probably like I am. Are you still holding out as far as getting her a phone? Well... But as you see, that's the only thing on her list this year. So, and I have, I I told her earlier in the year, Santa's got nothing because the list included the extreme dot to dot. Mm -hmm. And um, she's not into buying the clothes yet. She's just starting to even uh, accept an invitation to go shopping because her closet's bare. We can't. She's not really into a style yet. She's trying to find herself and realize what she wants to look like. She doesn't want to bring attention to herself. And I'll tell you, I'm having a hard time finding appropriate things in that realm to buy her. So when the phone was the only thing there and she's one, I would seriously say of, I think, three of the girls in her running group that don't have phones. That's all she wanted. I thought, okay, that's where we're going this year. My sister also has uh, an only child, and he is, he just turned uh, 15, and he just got a phone his last birthday when he turned 15. Mm-hmm. Wow, she, that's yes, pretty late, actually, that, that's, these that's days. That's pretty Good late, for her. Mm-hmm. you know, but then again, as an only child, he pretty much gets anything he wants, mm-hmm. but she is a teacher, a school teacher, so she knows what's right, and she's like, I'm not right. going to have my child be the one that's always on their phone, you know, mm-hmm. looking down. And it's funny you talk about how uh, you know, kids or children trying to find themselves and what their identity is. And my daughter's a little older. She's 26. But at that time when she was that age, it was all band T-shirts, jeans, and Chuck Taylors. Mm-hmm. There was not a girly mm-hmm. thing in her closet. Your daughter? Oh, really? You, oh, <laughs> uh, even to this day. I mean, she's kind of marches to the beat of her own drummer, but mm-hmm. could not get her out of just band T-shirts and Chuck Taylors. Yeah, it sounds very familiar. Years. And I'm like, well, that made it really easy because sure. I just would have to go to Hot Topic and <laughs> buy whatever band T-shirt was there. Made it easy. So that's well, where I need to go shopping. Yeah, hot go Topic. To hot Topic. Okay. So you didn't try to make her wear... 
Oh, I tried. I, oh, you did. Oh, okay. yeah. For school pictures, could you please not wear a dead Kennedy shirt? Please. <laughs> That's all I'm asking. Yeah. Okay. And not the black eyeliner, you know? Right. Uh, but, you know, she finds her, her own way. Loves right. flannel, you know, to this day. Nirvana, her favorite band. Uh, but yeah, try to get her to be a little, I, you can't force, they're going to be who right. they want to be and what who they feel comfortable with. I was, I was going to say, I try to let live. I mean, she still hasn't found the style yet either, but it tends to be more casual. Mm-hmm. You know, I, when she was little dresses and all the pretty cute little things, well, that's really not her thing. And I, she let me know as soon as she was, you know, comfortable <laughs> to let me know. And it's like, okay, I tend to be more girly girl. And I have to step back and just say, do your own thing. We had this conversation this morning because the memory I posted on Facebook this morning was from five years ago from a Christmas luncheon we went to. And it was the red and white Christmas dress and the white furry boots. And she looked at that and she said, that was only five years ago. I said, well, only in the past year have you grown into the point where she won't walk into a justice. She won't wear anything pink. No, nothing with a bobble or a sequins or a, a fringe on it. Wow. So we're we're running into some tough waters. And then, of course, we were going when I was in high school, at least, if you didn't have at least four pieces of clothing from the limited. Right. You were not in the in crowd. You had to have the V-neck velour sweaters and everything that they sold. And, yeah, at least my daughter could care less. Mm-hmm. Could have cared less. Well, now, Christy, because your your daughter's older than ours. I have an 11-year-old. Michelle has a 12-year-old Greg's kids are still little, so uh, still to be seen how they're going to deal with all of this at Christmas. Your daughter's older now. She's an adult. Did she come out okay having gone through all of that at the beginning? She did. As an only child, again, she was spoiled. And, you know, not to make my life a, a Jerry Springer episode, but it was pretty much her and I from age of seven until, you know, through college and everything. Her Her father really wasn't present, even though we were still married. So... I overcompensated a lot mm. for the fact that it was just the two of mm. us. So pretty much when she was growing up, anything she wanted that she got. And I knew that if I couldn't cover it, the grandparents would. Uh, and now that she's moved out to her own apartment uh, for the first time, yay! Um, <laughs> I miss her, but yay. Um, I found myself when she got the apartment that even before Christmas, I was buying, oh, you need this. You need that. Oh, you don't have that. Okay, you had some stuff left over from college. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, oh, you still need this. Oh, you mm-hmm. need something in the bathroom to put all your little, oh, you need the little baskets to go. <laughs> so I spent all this money even before Christmas, and now I'm finding myself, okay, so what can I get her for Christmas? What else does she need? So now I'm thinking, you know, some kind of, uh, you know, microwave card, and, and I, it's, it just never stops because mm-hmm. I'm like, I just want to make sure you have everything you need to get by when what she really needs is someone to say, figure it out a way yourself to get by mm-hmm. see and i think as as moms we all know that right we know that i mean my husband and i discuss that all the time i'm very independent very independent to the point where when we got married it's we've been married almost 15 years separate accounts separate a lot of things because i just wanted to make my own way right. i'm still that gal but it was because i think going back my upbringing was, well, we don't have a lot. We have enough to get by. But if you want anything else, you got to work for it. You've got to work for it. My daughter is not in that world. She's growing up in, if you need it, mom and dad are going to take care of it for you. And I've made that mistake. So how do Absolutely. we then prepare them? I Especially as an only child, to me, 
one of the first things I noticed preschool was taking my daughter to school first parent teacher conference the first thing out of the mouth was so and only oh and it was like here it comes and it was just what you need to disappoint her you need to find ways you're not spoiling her but <laughs> you're spoiling her but the but world then, isn't going to bow down right to her. you need to let her know there's disappointments in life and so from that moment on we've been as much as we try to give our daughter, we also try to put the carrot out there. But it's hard as a parent to balance that because your first instinct, especially mom, you just want to, she's your baby, he's your baby, you want to give them what they need. You have to help them. And it's hard to say, okay, no, I'm going to watch the baby fall. I'm going to watch my young adult fail yeah and that was my problem where sam always knew you know she didn't get her driver's license till she was 18 didn't make her work a job during high school because her studies were more important goes off to college and that was a that was a rude awakening going off to college and we thought we were going to have to go and like you know bring her back home but she made it she figured out a way but still there are some life skills that at 26 that she still doesn't quite understand she's learning the hard way but it's because i did everything well, and uh, we, she always we, knew. Right. Mom's going to take care of it. We, I need something. I need this. I need that. Mom, Mom's got me covered. That's that safety net. Well, now there's no safety net. And again, it's a learning experience. You've got but how do you do it? How do you, does it bother you? Oh, it absolutely bothers me. And I, I just got, and even my husband, my current husband now says, you've got to make her realize she's got to make mistakes. And getting on the phone to like call the bank and get a credit card or calling a doctor's office to make her own appointment <laughs> was anxiety inducing to the fact where she wouldn't do it. I'm like, I, I'm not calling the doctor for you to make your own appointment. So yeah, I've, I made huge mistakes again, overcompensating, but well, she's, she's going to grow. She's going to be just fine. Mm -hmm. You know, we all have to go walk that road and she's walking it right now. That's, that's kind of the thing. My daughter went to a camp for school in fourth grade last year. They went to a camp and they stayed two nights and the school sent these explicit, just very explicit instructions that they were to pack for themselves. If they weren't into showering on their own, they needed to know how to do it and no one helped them. They needed to be prepared for this camp and that it was going to be muddy and they were going to get dirty and they were going Ew. to be outside and it was going to be cold and all of these things they might fall in a creek and they might have to walk for a while in wet clothing what oh, so boy. it was like she was as excited as could be she read the same letter i did i read it and i was like breaking out in hives but i didn't act like that to her i'm like oh you'll be fine can parents be you know, they were already ready. No parents allowed as chaperones. It's like, what? Because <laughs> they knew parents were trying to teach your children. You know, they, they say to us, Are, we're learning that kids today, mm -hmm. A, need to be outside. How sad is it that the school is to take them somewhere for mm -hmm. them to know mm -hmm. you can stay outside for more than like, you know, an hour at a time. You could spend a whole day outside. Because if not, you know where they are. They're sitting in front of the TV, exactly. a tablet, their phone. Right. B, no electronic devices. What? What if I need them to call me? How am I supposed to have them text me at night? You can't. Ex Why seriously, can't I call and say goodnight? Yeah, none of those things. Guess what? I mean, I actually, I actually, my husband and I had to plan two nights out because I couldn't be home. Because I thought I'd hyperventilate and 
he'd have to take me to the ER or something. <laughs> we had a great time. She had a great time. And she learned a lot. And she was just fine. And that was and the big lesson. you needed that as a parent. You I needed, needed to go. it. And I realized that. It's like, hey, that was for us, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was. It was for both of us. But it's hard. And I think all of us as moms kind of have to look at that and say, you know, what is the end result going to be? And I also think you can't kick yourself and say, well, I made mistakes. We all make mistakes. And if I there do. Was, if I there feel was guilty. A, I, there's, there's a lot of guilt involved. With My daughter turned she turned out just fine. Okay. I'm not, like I said, she's not in jail and right. you know, didn't have a kid out of wedlock. Okay. So, but I still have guilt. I could have done things so much different, but it's also a different generation. I mean, she's a millennial, 26 years old, right. but I still have a lot of guilt how I handled things. And I wish I would have done done it different. And I wish schools, quite honestly, would teach life skills as opposed to algebra. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what, to help yeah. these kids. There, that is a that's saying a lot there too, because I that's the thing too. You mentioned doing stuff for kids and not knowing how to do stuff. That's another thing as parents we have to kind of keep in mind is just teaching them that. I mean, I think about it sometimes. There's stuff she doesn't know, and I'm like, Liv, you know, something will happen at school. Well, why did you do that? And then I think, oh, <laughs> you know, I can always go back and go, oh, mm-hmm. mom. You, because you've been doing it this whole time, of course she doesn't know how to do that. What a natural thing, too, that without brothers and sisters, I find that Grace has a harder time standing up for herself or arguing with someone or staking what that is hers is so because true. she hasn't had to fight a brother or a sister over a toy or attention or any of that. So by nature, being an only isn't preparing them in some ways to defend, to defend themselves either verbally or physically uh, against any kind of argument or conflict. And again, I wonder where she gets that. That's too. true, because my daughter, we, she would shut down. Mm-hmm. She would complete, if, if any kind of controversy or any kind of confrontation mm-hmm. uh, could not stand up for herself, could mm-hmm. not make a good argument. Just but they don't learn it naturally, they, they, exactly. and that's no fault of anyone's, no. I think. But it's just a the natural dynamic of a family with multiple kids versus an only they have a lot more experience in dealing with other people. And in our family, my mother also lives with us. So not only does she have the attention and the input from a mom and a dad, but a grandmother as well. And I was an only. Really? So, That's what, yeah, that, I was just going to bring that up. We have an only here mm-hmm. that, um, you know, lived through it and seems to be fairly you, you, I don't know, Michelle, you seem fairly normal. Well, <laughs> well you got a good head I, on I your shoulders. So. <laughs> but I think I also, in a different generation, I very much respected whatever my mom and dad told me to do. I knew when to be home. I wasn't a rule breaker. So in a respect for a parent that I see may, may lack a little these days with kids where parents don't follow through with consequences of breaking the rules, I feel like I had a very structured childhood. Mm-hmm. But again, um, I can remember, you know, I got the, the electronic football game, uh, video game. I had the Atari. I had my own stereo. But when your parents don't have other kids to buy for, then, you know, right. you're not sharing and it may look like spoiling, but I really don't feel like I was necessarily spoiled. I came out pretty well-rounded yeah. and, and respectful and feel like that's what I want to pass on to Grace is just knowing that there are, and she's a rule follower as well, doesn't want to get in trouble, terrified of getting in trouble at is school. Is that an only 
Is that a... Oh, my... Because my daughter's the exact same way. I mean, just terrified and heartbroken Mm -hmm. if she ever gets in, I mean, like the teeniest bit of trouble. Mm -hmm. My daughter, to this day, fear of failure and hates to disappoint. Doesn't want anybody to Mm -hmm. be disappointed in her, you know, with work or whatever. It has to be, are are you happy? Is every... Am I doing okay? Mm -hmm. You know, and devastated if someone is mad at her. See, and I, as not an only, I was the oldest of three... I have a difficult time understanding that, um, and I have found as a parent, when I do have a conversation and, you know, she's done something that we need to have that conversation about, when it's over, I also have to let her know. I mean, and I have to let her know, you understand I still love you. It's very important for you to understand I still love you and nothing's going to change that. But boy, am I mad at you mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. But moms and dads get over being mad. You know, it doesn't change the consequences, but I always have to do that because she's devastated. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had no idea. That was not how I reacted as a child. You ripped out her soul. Right. And then there is a little bit of the drama like yeah, that, too. Of course. Yeah. 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 It does get very colorful in, yeah. in how devastated she actually is. You know, she's very dramatic in that fashion. But so that was hard to get used to, um, you know, parenting an only child. Um, so I, I love this conversation and I'd like to do it again and talk more about it. I want to leave, um, by, um, I'm going to put a couple books up on our Facebook page cause there are some good books. I'm not normally, I'll be honest, a, bur- a book person, but I've read a couple good books about parenting onlys and I think they are helpful in some regard. They just remind us of, you know, what we do now affecting how they are later, not necessarily, meaning you don't want them to be spoiled or a brat, just how you can help them become ready for life. I wish I would have had those books 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, ready, our, I think our goal as moms, as hard as it is, our goal is I want you to be ready when I'm not here. I need to prepare you for when There's I'm not gonna here. There's going to come a day where your mom's not going to be a phone and call And that away. is like so, it, it's so counter productive and counterintuitive to what we are as moms. Mm-hmm. We want them to know they can always come to us and rely on us, but at the same time, you have to be able to be, you know, live and and have a happy, healthy mm-hmm. life without me. Mm-hmm. And so, I'll put some of those books up, uh, maybe a Christmas present <laughs> <laughs> for yourself Yay! or someone that you know that might need them. <laughs> That's another topic for another day uh, when relatives like to tell you what they think of how you're oh, raising your yeah, only we child. We don't have time for that. Just not enough time, and it's the holidays. <laughs> Peace on earth, goodwill toward men and women. Thank you both. Christy Kemper, thank you so much. You're welcome. For being a part of us. Michelle Hurley, thank you you. for being. And of course, Greg, our producer. Now let's go spoil our kids. Let's do it. Let's go buy stuff for them. Yeah, presents to buy. (laughs) If you don't know, we are pretty much everywhere on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Um, And of course, if you would do so, we would love if you listen to MomCast to review us. Let us know what you think, because that actually helps more people see MomCast. So if you could do that, that would be great. And of course, you can always let us know if you have a topic or a question. We're here to have a conversation and if we need to uh, find a way to help with an expert.